there, and welcome to Feed That Nation. registered dietitian, I'm a health educator, a content creator, and a self-proclaimed mac and cheese expert. I create content here on Feed That Nation all about college life, college health, and college wellness. My goal is to help you, my fellow college students, to be more successful, more confident, and more healthy in your student journey. Welcome to the nation, everybody. I'm really excited about this episode. I am going to be talking about how to answer job interview questions like a pro. Before I get into that though, I want to, as per usual, give you my food, my follow, and my fun for the week. My food this week is, to the surprise of nobody, a smoothie. This week's smoothie is, I just got some pineapple, some banana, and some milk. I wanted a really simple smoothie. I didn't want it to be super filling or anything. So this is just really simple, really good, really fruity. Would recommend you do a smoothie this week if you're feeling it. My follow this week is somebody who has inspired me so much in my YouTube content creator journey. Her name is Katherine Manning, and she has a YouTube channel all about how to help creators to build their brand, per se. And while Feed That Nation might be small as a brand, I spend so much time behind the scenes thinking about what I want to talk about, how I want to talk about it, how I want you guys to feel when you hear what I'm talking about and when you come to my channel. And she has been so inspiring to me. Go check out Katherine Manning. I will link her below. My fun for the week is something I am looking forward to so much. Today is currently actually Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, and my family is doing virtual Jackbox tonight as a way to just connect because we can't see each other in person. We're gonna play a game, have some fun. My family is really, <laughs> when you grow up in a big family, you kind of end up just all talking over each other, and we definitely get our sense of humor from our dad, so. <laughs> Playing games like this are definitely really fun and I would totally recommend it. Something for you to try this long weekend to connect with your family is to play Jackbox. So job interviews are pretty nerve-wracking and I'm saying that as someone who has done several job interviews in the course of my college career and as someone who genuinely enjoys public speaking and meeting new people and getting to talk about myself, that job interviews are still really stressful. And I wanted to sort of break down some of the most common job interview questions that I've been asked and that I see are listed on most like how to do a job interview websites and break down these questions not only in terms of what are these questions, but also what is the interviewer looking for in your answer and how can you deliver that answer. But my first tips in going into a job interview and answering questions are to be yourself. If you are naturally funny, you like making jokes, don't try to suppress that. If you're naturally more calm and more mellow, don't try to make yourself into something you're not just for the sake of a job interview because the interviewer wants to get to know you. They want to know who is this person I am interviewing? Will they be a good fit for this position, for this team, for this company? And obviously, if you've applied for the job, you know that you're probably going to be a really good fit, but the interviewer doesn't know that yet. Job interview questions are also a way for the interviewer to get to know you. They get to hear you tell a story. They get to hear how you think on your feet, how you adapt, how you problem solve in the moment. 
But most importantly, job interview questions are asked because the interviewer wants to know what have you learned in past experiences and do you know that you've learned it, first of all, and knowing that you've learned something in a past experience, how can you bring that to this new job or new experience in a way that will benefit the company? So that's really the goal of whatever answer you are going to give to any interview question is, what do I have to bring to the table that the company needs and wants, and how can I show them that they need and want it in me? Now, by far, I think the most common job interview question that I've been asked, and I think I've interviewed for, I'd say maybe a dozen jobs in the past six years, and I think I've had at least six jobs. So that means I'm at about 50% for job interviews right now, which, not bad, not bad, just saying. But one of the most common questions I get asked are, what are your biggest strengths? Or can you tell me your three biggest strengths? And I love this question because you get the opportunity to tell the interviewer about you. And really the key to answering this question is confidence. What are you good at? What do others tell you you're good at? And in every job, in every field, there are certainly traits and strengths that any person in the profession should have or should be really good at. And it is kind of your job to display that you not only have these strengths, but you know you have these strengths. I know that there's an expression that like confidence is sexy and obviously that's a little out of context here, but confidence is appealing. Confidence is charisma, is, confidence is a good thing here. This is not a time to be modest or bashful or to downplay your accomplishments. This is the time for you to shine. This is also a place where knowing your profession and knowing the field that you're going into, you know obviously that there are traits that make a successful engineer, that make a successful waitress, whatever it is. But why? And getting to give a little bit of that why, you know, why is attention to detail important for an engineer? Why is great communication skills good for a waitress? That will help the interviewer to know that you know your profession, you know what you're getting yourself into. And so I've prepped a couple of answers that I've given. Actually, I think I gave both of these answers in my most recent job interview for my job at the hospital that you guys have seen in a couple of my more recent blogs. I will link those below. But two strengths that I usually name when I'm asked this question are my empathy and my public speaking skills. And so I'm kind of going to give you the elevator version, the elevator speech, so to speak, of each of those strengths and what I might say in a job interview if I'm asked about what my strengths are. One of my biggest strengths, I would say, is my empathy. I never really want to be the mean, scary nutrition lady. And in a hospital setting, a lot of patients are already scared and they're already feeling uncomfortable and they're already really not feeling good. And on top of that, there's a lot of shame that can be associated with nutrition and choices in choosing foods and eating. And I never want to make that worse for a patient, and I certainly want to take away that shame if at all possible. And so I would say my empathy is one of my bigger strengths because when I'm going into an interaction with a patient or a client, I'm always trying to make them feel comfortable so that we can work together. You know, make them feel comfortable so that they can trust me to tell me what's going on and so that we can work together in order to problem solve. 
Another one of my biggest strengths, I would say, are my public speaking skills. I am one of those weird people who just loves public speaking. I'm really confident and comfortable as a public speaker, you know, in front of a small group, a big group. Even if I haven't had quite enough time to prepare, I still feel confident going into it because I love to do it. And when I've worked at other jobs in the past, not everyone loves to public speak. And so I'm usually willing to be the one to get up there and do the speaking because the more I speak, the more I speak in front of groups of people, the more experience I get in how to communicate with you know, different age groups or different demographic groups, but the more fun I have doing it. And so I would definitely say that public speaking is another big strength of mine. Something to note when you're talking about your strengths is that even if you're not talking about a leadership strength, your ability to talk about how you are good at something should also demonstrate to the interviewer that if the situation arose, you would be able to lead a group with that trait, or you would be able to make a difference in solving a problem because you have that particular strength. Now, something else you might get asked about are your weaknesses. Tell me about a weakness that you have. And this is a tough question to answer because no one wants to talk about what they're not good at. No one wants to talk about, you know, the things that make them less appealing, less appealing in air quotes. But something that I've learned about talking about my weaknesses is that there's kind of a stereotype that turn your weakness into a strength, but I would say turn your weakness into something that you can grow with through experience. And not only that, but talk about how because you know that there is something that you are less good at, you find ways to adapt with your strengths. I would also say when talking about a weakness that you have, try to make it relatable. You know, maybe sometimes you get impatient and frustrated when things aren't going the way they're supposed to go. This is common. This is very normal. Every person feels impatient and frustrated when things aren't going the way they're supposed to go. But you can talk about maybe in the answer to this question, let's say that this is a weakness that I've chosen to highlight. I might say something like, I think a weakness of mine is that I can get really frustrated when things aren't working the way they're supposed to work and my frustration can sometimes keep me from seeing the why of why isn't this working. And so in those moments I really have to think about just taking a breath, taking a step back, asking another opinion and taking the time to just breathe a bit and get over the frustration and then dive into the problem solving. and. I love working on teams because of this because a lot of people, when they get frustrated, they can't see things and then a teammate will come in and be like, oh, that's the problem and be able to fix it in two seconds. And I love being able to rely on coworkers in times like that because in the moment, it just seems like it's an impossible problem when really I know that it's not. And, you know, this might not be the best answer to give. You know, there are probably lots of different ways to answer the weakness question that absolutely make you seem like a perfect person who has no weaknesses. But I'm not really one of those people. Again, like I said, like when you're going into a job interview, be yourself. Be honest. Even if it doesn't display you in absolutely the most shiny, flattering light, Show that you are human, but more importantly, show that you are a human who is working on learning from your mistakes and becoming a more confident and more experienced human in the process. 
Another way to answer the weakness question is to frame the weakness as something that you know will turn into a strength, assuming that you are offered the job. So if you're applying for a job that has lots of opportunities for, let's say, one-on-one -on -one client interaction, and that's something that you know you don't have a lot of experience with yet, you can answer the question by saying that, I think one of my biggest weaknesses is that I haven't had a whole lot of experience working with clients one-on-one -on -one yet. A lot of the jobs I've had in the past have had me on teams or I haven't been doing a lot of direct client interaction. But the couple of interactions that I've been able to speak with clients, I've really enjoyed and I think working on teams to see how they learn, how they interact has given me a lot of the skills that I hope I will be able to bring into one-on-one -on -one client interactions. And I think that as I go, I'll become more comfort comfortable and more confident with it. That's how I would answer that question from that point of view. Again, is this a perfect answer? No, none of my answers are perfect, but this is my experience, my abilities, my wisdom that I hope to bestow upon you. So take it with a grain of salt, of course. A lot of really common interview questions hinge around storytelling. And three questions that I'm gonna dive into for you guys to see today are, tell me about a time that you worked on a team to solve a problem. Tell me about a time that you overcame a challenge. And tell me about a time that you worked with a difficult client or customer. And really the goal with all three of these questions is the interviewer wants to know a little bit about what you've done in the past, but more importantly, what you've learned from experiences that you've had in the past that you will bring to the company. What experiences will you bring to the company based on what you've experienced in the past? And I talked a ton about this in my video about retail jobs and why they're important and how to nail applying for jobs when you're most of ex your experience is in retail, and I will link that video below. But essentially, the way to answer these questions is really in the storytelling. You know, this is going to be a 90 second, maybe a two minute story talking about this. And you need to, in those two minutes, set yourself up as the protagonist of this story. Set up the scene with enough detail so that the interviewer knows what's going on without going so much into detail that the story is lost in the, the nitpicking. And then you have to tell the narrative in a way that shows that you approached the problem, experienced some issues, the climax of the problem, and then you overcame it, and then what you have learned in the future, and how either you personally have changed the way you've worked as a result of solving that problem, or even, even better, how the company has changed how they do things because of this experience that you brought your story to. So I might, in this scenario, talk about the summer I spent last summer working with the scouts in their food truck because I was constantly working on a team. And one of my strengths last summer in working on that team was my ability to delegate. And so I might go into this question like this. Last summer, I worked on a food truck. I managed a traveling food truck that fed a group of traveling performers. And so every day I would have a set of volunteers come onto the truck with me and we would prepare meals for the group and for the staff. And this was challenging. We had a lot of very tight turnarounds between meals, getting dishes washed, everything put away, and then to start preparing the next meal. And then adding in the complication of not really knowing who I was gonna be working with every day and knowing that 
the skill sets were going to be different and the abilities were going to be different given that most of my most of my volunteers were parents and so something that i learned very quickly was that there are certain things that only I, as the manager of the truck, can do, and there are certain things that not only I can do, but my volunteers can do. So I learned that it's okay to delegate, and it's okay that sometimes I will be doing things that only I can do, so that if the situation arises, I can solve problems. You know, because I could stand in the back of the truck and wash dishes, but if there's something going wrong, I'm not going to see that or hear that because I'm out of the way washing dishes. And so me delegating that task to somebody else means that I can be more available as a manager to problem solve when needed. Now this story might not be the best example of exactly how I worked on a team to solve a problem, but it does illustrate my ability not only to work on a team, but to recognize my role on whatever team that I'm working with and the roles of my teammates on whatever team I am working with. And so that's just how I would answer that question. Obviously, there are a lot of different ways to answer that question. And I think that in other situations, telling a more specific this one time when story, maybe you worked in your, a lot of these are gonna be food examples, sorry. Maybe you worked in your dining hall kitchen and one day your manager called in sick, you got a last minute catering order for 50 people and one of your ovens broke. And you in that situation stepped it up and were able to help organize your coworkers so that you could take care of all the things that needed to get taken care of. And then at the end of the story, I think at the end of every story, you have to tell the outcome, the successful outcome. And so for my example before of working on the food truck, I might end the story with, there were some mistakes, there were definitely days that went a lot better than other days, but at the end of the summer, I had fed 200 people multiple times a day, all the meals were on time, they were cooked to the appropriate temperature, served at the appropriate temperature, and they were delicious. And that's really the most important part. However you want to end the story, just make sure you end it by talking about the success. Your story was successful because you were a part of creating that success. The next example of a question, overcoming a challenge. Tell me about a time that you overcame a challenge. Again, you have to set it up as though you are the protagonist of this story and whatever challenge you are trying to overcome is basically the plot point. And so you tell the story, you start here, and you keep going and keep going and keep going. The climax of the story is when the big thing happened, you overcame, you problem solved. And then the end of the story where you talk about why were you successful? Why was this important? And obviously when talking about overcoming challenges, you all are the narrators of your own stories and could tell your own stories so much better than I could ever give examples. So remember that you are the protagonist in every story you tell in a job interview, and it is your job to make sure that the story goes, protagonist overcomes obstacle and is heroic. The end. Another interview question that I've been asked several times is, tell me about a time that you worked with a difficult customer, or some iteration of tell me about a time that you had to deal with a difficult client. And I love this question because, again, there is a universal experience that 
nearly every person who has ever worked a job has had a difficult customer or client, and that's really frustrating. And we all see, you know, the stupid memes about Karens in Starbucks who get mad about stupid stuff, but in reality, this happens every day in lots of different contexts. And the trick to this story is I love to tell a version of the story where the customer or the client was not actually in the wrong, and it was up to me to overcome a challenge the story I usually tell has to do with the summer I spent several years ago working as the special diets coordinator at a special needs summer camp and I had a camper who had probably like seven or eight different food allergies and intolerances and they were all really complicated to sort of cook around given the materials I had and what I had to work with and I love to tell this story because she was absolutely not in the wrong. This was a difficult customer in the sense that she had very complex needs and I had to be the one to accommodate her. And yes, there are always stories about, you know, the difficult table at the restaurant who wants the refund and you can't give them the refund. But I love to tell the story of this particular camper because it was really an opportunity that I had to shine and it was something that I learned a ton from. And so here's the way that I would tell that story if given the question, tell me about a time you dealt with a difficult customer. Several years ago, I worked as the special diets coordinator in a special needs summer camp. So every week we had different campers coming in, kids and adults with all sorts of different allergies and diabetes and dysphagia and other eating issues. And I was in charge of planning and preparing their meals. And one week I had a camper who had intolerances or allergies to gluten, dairy, soy, eggs, corn, all corn products, and then she also kept kosher, so no pork and no seafood. This is obviously a really complex diet to cook for, and at the beginning of the week, all camp sessions were about a week long, she did not trust me at all. Every meal she would come up to my counter and I would hand her her plate, which I would usually prepare ahead of time and wrap and put in the warmer. And she would quiz me about every single thing on the plate. You know, what was this cooked with? What is this seasoned with? What did you use for this? What oil did you use for this? Are you sure it, does, it doesn't have this in it? And she was very smart, very skeptical, for obvious reasons, because this is her life and her body. But as the week went on, uh, she and I started to connect a little bit and develop a relationship because she began to trust me. And soon she would come up to the counter really excited and relaxed because she could trust that I would make her food that she'd be able to eat and not only that she'd be able to eat but would actually taste good and be sort of the envy of her uh, campers who were able to eat normal food because her food always looked and tasted really good. And I, I think my favorite part of this is that I was able to find an allergy-friendly pancake mix and some allergy-friendly chocolate chips. And I made her chocolate chip pancakes for breakfast on the last day, and she told me that she had never had chocolate chip pancakes before. And that absolutely blew my mind, and I'm just so proud of that week and being able to work with her as a camper because it was such a challenge to be able to cook for her, but it was super fun, and I feel like I learned a lot from it and she left camp feeling super awesome and super happy, so. I still smile when I think about that camper, to be honest. She and I also had the same first name, which was pretty funny, so we also bonded over that, but the moral of that story isn't that she was difficult and I had to deal with her, it's that there was a difficult situation and I had to really think hard and think critically and work hard in order to solve the situation with her and for her.
And I think any story that you tell relating to this question needs to exemplify your ability to communicate, your ability to think on your feet, your willingness to work hard or go above and beyond for somebody. That is what is going to get the attention of your interviewer is all of those skills that you have through your ability to tell this story or your version of your story. Now, I've been talking a lot about storytelling and how you need to have a story ready for these questions. But in reality, the best, best way to prepare for these job interview questions is to not only have a story, but to practice that story and practice telling it so that you're really comfortable, you're not stumbling over your words, you're just able to tell the story the way you would tell a story like the three little bears and Goldilocks or something. You just have to know it like the back of your hand and just be able to talk about it really comfortably. And practicing is the way to do that. Practice in front of a mirror, practice, record yourself on your phone, practice to a friend. It would be super awesome if you're able to find a friend or a classmate who was able to set up a mock interview with you and ask you these questions so you get the opportunity to think on your feet. I would also say that if your campus has any kind of career readiness or career resources center, and most colleges do, definitely check them out, definitely go talk to them. They are bound to have lots of really good tips for you. I'm sure they have employees who would be willing to help read over your resume, practice interview questions with you, give you tips that I didn't give you. Honestly, your tuition is paying for these resources and you should 5 million percent take advantage of them. My final tip for job interviewing is not only to be honest with who you are and what you know, but don't lie and don't make things up. It's going to be fairly obvious fairly quickly if you make up an answer, especially if it's based around something technical in your field. I heard a story once from someone who applied for a computer science type of job and they were asked about a particular database system or a software system and they had no idea what it was. But from that direction, there are sort of two ways you can go. You can either make up an answer not ideal, or you can do what this person did and they said, you know, I don't know enough about that to answer that question very well, but I would be happy to do some research and answer this question again at the next interview. And guess what? This person got a second interview, they did the research, and they answered the question at the next interview. Obviously, this isn't going to work for every single job you apply for, but I would just completely be honest when you do not know something and say that you're willing to do the research and that you really want to be able to go give a good answer and you just can't at this time. I hope this podcast episode has been helpful for you. Please let me know down below, are you job interviewing right now? What are the weirdest questions you've ever been asked at a job interview? I want to hear about it. Don't forget to go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel or subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. Go ahead and leave me a thumbs up on this video. If you're listening on a podcast platform, leave me a five-star rating and review if you are able. Don't forget to go follow me on Instagram. I am at FeedThatNation. Welcome to the nation, everybody. I am so happy to have you here. I will see you this Saturday with a vlog, and I will see you, as always, next Wednesday with another podcast episode. Until next time, my name is Natalie Nation, and you're listening to Feed That Nation. Have a great day, and I'll see you soon.